Sea salt ice cream to celebrate that nothing bad happened last week. It's time for Sounds About Light, a podcast about Kingdom Hearts Union Cross. I'm Sam. I'm Drew. Why? Why are you so sad? Uh, I don't know. Well, sea salt ice cream. I did. I did lose it when I saw it come up. That's true. It did happen <laughs> again. Um, but it's as plot critical as the bangle. But that's not the thing that came up that really drove me crazy. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get to it. So, Sea salt ice cream, like many things, it turns out have been around uh, for a long time in the Kingdom Hearts universe, huh? Maybe since the beginning of time, it would appear. Or beginning of <laughs> beginning of this new universe. Yeah. Which came first, the sea salt or the ice cream? I mean, well, in our world, it'd be sea salt. I guess I don't know about Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. It's a, well, it's a very different type of world. Ice cream might very well be like part of the pillars of the universe for all I know. In Hearts. <laughs> I think it might just be. <laughs> might be. <laughs> God, what if we, what What about a second type of ice cream? What happens then? Well, they tried, uh, Scrooge McDuck tried to make some other types of ice creams and they were all bad. <laughs> oh, there was that like the Royal Berry ice cream or whatever that Aqua Oh, got that's true. The one that Donald's nephews made for Aqua. And it was apparently pretty good. Yeah, what if it's just that like no one has actually tasted good ice creams and so that's why everyone's so obsessed with sea salt ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> they do all, whenever they taste, anyone tastes sea salt ice cream the first time, they always react like, huh? is this good? Do I like this? Well, it is like, they're all like popsicles too, which is kind of the worst way to eat ice cream, in my opinion. Um, it's, yeah, the worst way to eat ice cream, but you know, it's still ice cream. Yeah, unless it's like a, unless it's like a chocolate coated ice cream on a popsicle, that's all right, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, this is (laughs) a good, a, a good time for the podcast. I've been so looking, this is... I mean, this is the reason that I wanted to do a podcast. <laughs> just, just this part? Okay, yeah. Basically just this part. Uh, there's so much to say before we even get into it. The fact that it's still K-H-U-Kai pronounced X, but now it, instead of being key, it's cross. So the acronym stays the same, but the pronunciation of the individual letters of the acronym changes. I mean, that's... That's just chef's kiss. Why? Why? Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, you know, people gave Xbox a lot of shit for, like, naming, you know, being like, <laughs> Xbox One, and they should have just been like, no, it's the Xbox. <laughs> it's the Xbox, but the X in Xbox is pronounced cross. The Xbox cross. <laughs> it's the crossbow cross. The crossbow. The crossbow so, key. So it goes Xbox, Xbow cross, crossbow cross, and then I guess just back to Xbox again. Crossbow cross sounds like some <laughs> some extreme extreme sports. <laughs> well, it's like that thing where you ski and shoot guns. 
you're riding a motorcycle, but also shooting people with a crossbow. That sounds pretty sick. I would that. That does sound pretty sick. Uh, unfortunately, we are dealing with much less cool stuff. Like, for example, one of the new characters, <laughs> one of the least cool characters you'll ever see in anything. But his name's so cool. His name is cool. Let's just get into it. I'm, yep. I'm dying. Uh, we begin Kingdom Hearts Union Cross, the sequel to Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key, with a little voiceover from Ava instructing the five new Union leaders to come to the fated land after the war is over to meet with their fellow new Union leaders. And Ephemer is the first to arrive, uh, followed quickly by Skuld, who we did not know was one of the chosen Union leaders. Welcome aboard, Skuld. I guess I just assumed that she was... I don't remember being surprised when she showed up, but also there's so many greater surprises to come. <laughs> yeah. If I was surprised to see Skald, that surprise would have been completely blown out of my brain seconds later. Yeah, why is that? Uh, well, the third person arrives off screen, and yeah. uh, they all introduce themselves. We don't see the third union leader uh, until we do, and he says, Hi, I'm Ventus. Call me Ven. And my notes go, oh, a Ventus jacket. Wait, Ventus? <laughs> and, then yeah. I, and then I'm like, how old's Ventus? What's going on? How is Ventus here? What is happening? Yeah. Huh? Huh? Is this... And I was like, are they, like, actualizing the gotcha part of the game? So, <laughs> like, what? What is? what is this? Has Ventus been brought back through time? Or, I guess, is only one year going to happen and then Ventus falls into a coma forever? That... By the way, sounds like some sort of TikTok motivational speaker shit, how to actualize your gotcha. How to actualize your gotcha, yeah. Yeah, well, we will obviously learn more about what the fuck Ventus is doing here and what is going on at all, but for now we're going to be very confused as Ventus is here in the distant past. Seems like he shouldn't be. Seems like this is a mistake <laughs> that has happened. Ventus is always uh, finding himself in places that he probably shouldn't be. Yeah, I was like, maybe this is Ventus Senior, um, and the the one we've seen is Ventus Junior this whole time. Maybe I'm I'm certainly not going to answer any of those questions, but the game will. Unfortunately, uh, I have come to the decision that we are going to do what I did when I played through the games. We are going to pause Union Cross and come back to it after Kingdom Hearts Three. So <sighs> okay. we're gonna, we're going to get some uh, elucidation on this topic in a long time from now. It they shouldn't do this. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's great. Is it great? I th I think it's great. I was hooping and hollering when it happened. Okay. Okay, fine. Let's talk about this next guy. Yeah, they they talk a little bit. Uh, we learn that Ventus is a lonely boy. He has no friends. But Ephemer and Skuld say, well, you, you must be strong or talented in some way because Ava chose you and she must have her reasons. Her reasons, of course, are <laughs> the master's list. Yeah. Who knows what he was up to? <laughs> Someday you'll be a boy that'll be a failed key. I just imagine the master sitting around, you know, he's he's psychically watching things through his eye as it travels forward through time. He's writing it down in the book. He's like, all right, who am I going to pick as the union leaders? And then he sees Ventus and he's like, what? But he's now. What? Well, I'm definitely putting him on the list. <laughs> I think, yeah, at this point, I think the master of masters... Is just choosing whatever he thinks is the funniest. He's actually just trying to create <laughs> the funniest. Right. He's trying to create the funniest future. That's all he actually cared about. Well, speaking of the funniest thing that he yeah. possibly could have chosen, uh, Ventus and Ephemer and Skald are talking about friends, and we hear from off screen, 
friends. Cool. And an edgy dweeb lord wearing all black with a feathered fedora walks on screen and says, The name's Brain. Fucking hate this dude already. <laughs> He's the worst. The one-two punch of, why is Ventus here? What the fuck is up with this guy? Although it's it's actually pretty amazing for the <laughs> walking personification of of Reddit to be called Brain. Just like I those know. dudes. It's so funny that his name is Brain. These dudes think like because that's what those guys are like. Yeah, I'm the biggest brain, and this guy also thinks he's the biggest brain, and that's his name. <laughs> oh my god! When he showed up when I was watching this the first time, I wanted to punch my computer. Brain. I wanted to put my computer monitor into a locker. So, is is he called Brain because that gives us a really sick nobody name? Or has anyone really... Is there Are there any interviews about why this guy's called Brain? Ra- Raxbin. Raxbin? Raxbin. That's... It's perfect. You gotta call him Brain. <laughs> I guess we'll, uh, we'll see as we move forward if he earns the moniker. I mean, the, it is worth asking, is that actually his name or is he a tool? Or both? Yeah. I mean, it is the kind of thing you would call, the, like, the nerdy kid in, like, an 80s, like, John Hughes film. Like, shut up, Brain! Or an Arthur. Or an Arthur, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Brain shows up. He's got his fedora. He's literally got his fedora. He's literally wearing a fedora. <laughs> and like a, With and, a feather in it. And a vest with no jacket, if I'm thinking of, right? Yeah, and I think he has, like, cool black boots. Uh, he asks if Ephemer is the leader. Ephemer says they haven't talked about that yet. Uh, I mean, I I guess the foretellers had a leader, but I don't know. It. I mean, maybe the rule book said that they need to have a leader. I feel like this plot point comes out of nowhere and then also never comes up again. I thought later they said that they aren't supposed to have one, but Ephemer just kind of is the leader. Yeah, he's he's the main boy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brain pulls out the rule book and asks... Do you guys think that this is like set in stone or are they just guidelines? And we learn we learn a little bit more about some of the personalities at play here. Uh Skuld and Ephemer, they are very serious about the rules. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't want to mess with what Ava told them to do. I don't does Ventus say where he lands? I don't think he wakes up. Ventus, we will find, is really just trying not to rock the boat. Yeah, he just wants everyone to be nice, which is Ventus. I guess that's consistent with Ventus. Mm-hmm. So, Brain briefly comments on uh, Skuld being similar to Ava. Skuld says, you're not the first to say that. I think Gula said it last time. Uh, at this point, we're all we're all sort of white-knuckling our chairs, like, please, God, don't tell me that Skuld and Ava are literally the same person. <laughs> Maybe. I hope that they meant nothing by that. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, so Brain, Brain is worried about... Uh, about Ava's motives because they're going to be lying to everyone and Brain doesn't think that that seems trustworthy and Ventus speaks up really for the first time here and says that he's also not sure if they can trust Ava. Yeah, you know, and I think that this is um one of the things I think is interesting here. I really I actually like this question about, you know, is it is it better to like not tell people about the bad parts of history so that they can be happy? And like move on with their mm-hmm. lives, or should you should you think about the things that have gone wrong and hold mm-hmm. them dear? I think it's landing on the side of the second thing, which you should. Um, I, 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 you know, and I guess we'll see where that goes. But I think that's I think that's a cool question. Um, it also makes me think a little bit about like a little bit of what I know about Japanese history, 
which is, you know, like how, you know, after World War II and after some of those things, like they just didn't really talk about some of those. You, you, they kind of pretended some of the things that have happened just didn't happen, you know? Yeah. So party ones are like a Japanese cultural thing too, like commentary on the way that they have done that in the past. Yeah, whereas we in the United States, we love to talk about the atrocities that we've committed and make statues about them. <laughs> and talk about how good they were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is uh, consistent for Kingdom Hearts. This is also kind of chain of memory stuff. You know, Sora mm-hmm. decides with Namine that he would rather remember the difficult truth than keep the pleasant lie, you know? Yeah, and it, it does make me wonder, it's like, are these rules there so that they can decide to not follow those rules because it's the right thing to do? Or are just the foretellers, the master of masters, just kind of fucked up? Yeah, and that's that's another question and a thing that is kind of interesting about this whole situation is that they their understanding of this is, this is what Ava told us, can we trust Ava? They have no idea... I don't know if they even really fully know that the Master of Masters exists. That's true. Yeah, I guess they don't know. I think he's I think he's been mentioned once or twice, but they really don't seem to know much of anything about him. Yeah. Um so Ephemer, he lands on what Ava said, which is like, if you were there to witness the end of the world, are you sure that you would want to remember it? And he sides with Skull. Rules are rules. We can carry the burden of knowing what happened. And Brain Brain kind of just shrugs and says, All right, well, I'll you seem to have a good head on your shoulders. I'll trust that that we can follow you down the right path. And they kind of sit around waiting for a while for the fifth person to show up. Uh and right as Ephemer and Skald are about to go looking for them, uh a fifth person arrives, and it is a pink haired boy named Lorium. Hmm. Any thoughts on that? Uh I initially didn't like Lorium. Um, as we get further along, I'm I'm actually pretty intrigued by Lorium. Because I feel like they're trying to set you up to think that Lorium's definitely the per- one that murdered Strelitzia here. Uh, stuff that happens later on makes me think that's probably not true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. First impression of Lorium's not good. I hope I didn't keep you waiting. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was searching for something. Yeah. Uh Something that's worth keeping in mind at this point in the story is, yeah, we we know not only did someone murder Strelitzia, but yeah, someone murdered Strelitzia and took the book. So one of the five of these people probably killed her and is not supposed to be here. Yeah. So there's there's a few, I mean, we're inclined to believe that Ephemer, Skald, and Ventus wouldn't do it. Yeah. Lorium showing up late is potentially shady. Brain's whole vibe is rancid. Yeah, it it is the thing where I'm like, man, they they they're definitely lead and they, they lead you to Lorium early on. I think they pull you away from that later on in this uh watching. So I'm like very I'm side-eyeing brain, but also I don't know, maybe that's not actually Ventus. I don't know. <laughs> well, I also want to call out something that you don't seem to have noticed, and I was wondering if you didn't notice it because you messaged me your notes about brain and about Ventus, but you didn't say anything about Lorium. Now, can you imagine what would happen if you scrambled up Lorium's name and put an X in it? Ah, shit. Yeah, okay. I see it. Who's yeah, that? It'd, it'd be Marluxia. We might just be dealing with Marluxia. Well, that still doesn't mean Marluxia's bad yet. Not necessarily. There's there's a lot of questions hanging in the air here in Union Cross. Mm-hmm. But 
we're uh, potentially dealing with Ventus and Marluxia's original self. Yeah, pink being haired. friends? Yeah. Colleagues? In the distant past? <sighs> yeah. Well, they start talking about other stuff later on, too, so maybe this is all just bullshit. Who knows? <laughs> Kingdom Hearts, Union Cross. Maybe this is all just bullshit. bullshit. Uh, we then see a series of glitchy memories montaged from Unchained Key, which end with Ephemer finding Dennis in the Keyblade graveyard. And Dennis, he is still the protagonist, lest you worry. Dennis wakes up in his bed, feeling disoriented. Chirithi says, oh yeah, you've been having those weird nightmares ever since Ava mentioned the end of the world. Don't worry about it, just go back to sleep. Dennis has his sleeping crown on, and so that's helpful. Um, <laughs> he's putting him right back Yes, to the bed. game does not have Sims-style do a 360 jump and change into pajamas. You are wearing your hard-earned <laughs> crown and leather jacket. That's right. He is sort of cosplaying Squall from Final Fantasy VIII with a crown. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, Chirithi talks to Dennis and goes, Hey, Dennis, you sure are dreaming about exposition. <laughs> Because, yeah, it does really feel like this whole... Chirithi just kind of, like, describes the stuff Dennis has been dreaming about, and it sort of feels like just catching you up on what happened in uh, uh, Key, Unchained Key. A little bit, a little yeah. bit. Chirithi says, though, what we all hope to be told when we're waking up. Why don't you just take it easy and get some rest? I love that Chirithi tells him, just take it easy. Like, he woke up in the middle of the night, like... Yeah, no, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to try to go back to sleep. Thank you, Chirithi. <laughs> well, Chirithi doesn't Very sleep. Chirithi doesn't get it. <laughs> Chirithi doesn't get it. Uh, this is why when when the dark Chirithi was talking about dreams and stuff, Chirithi was like, "What the fuck are dreams? I don't. What is a dream eater? What is a dream, Dark Chirithi? What are you talking about?" <laughs> dark Chirithi uh, doesn't actually Chirithi... know either. Dark Chirithi no. <laughs> just talking about, talking about their ass. Nobody does. Chirithi meets with Scald and Ephemer on the Looking Hill. Uh, and says, you know, I feel bad lying to Dennis, but it's for the best. And Ephemer says, that's right. And don't forget your new task, which is Union Cross. The So I, I think the way that they describe Union Cross in Union Cross is that it's basically Keyblade wielders, regardless of their unions, going on adventures with other Keyblade wielders and making fun memories. Yeah, the idea is they're going to build up lots of nice memories to drown out all the bad memories of the end of the world. Yes, and Ephemer says something very interesting, which is, The darkness in this world is different from the darkness in the other one. It's more complex, almost like it has a will of its own. This is where my notes say, Dark Chirithi is the ultimate villain, apparently. <laughs> Could be. I wouldn't rule it out. I think that that's what- I think that's it. Dark Chirithi got, you know, released- at the end of end of, end of the last one, and now Dark Chirithi's out there fucking everything up. I saw a YouTube video that I thought was a legitimate theory about the Master of Masters' secret identity, mm -hmm. and then it turned out to be a shit post saying that it was Pluto. And I was like, "How dare you? That's our thing. <laughs> yeah, that's our thing. Son of a bitch! <laughs> you put that video back in your pocket. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's fine." Um, but also, I think that we do need to put a flag on what Ephemer just said, not just about the complexity of the darkness, but this world versus the other one. Well, we knew they'd be in a new one. Yeah, because that's what Ava said, is that Ephemer would be getting things ready in the next world. Yeah. But what so is we'll that? Just, we'll just keep that in mind. 
Yeah, and I'm I keep am that so- in mind for when we come back to Union Cross in God knows how long. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because because part of me is wondering too. It's like, is this next world even the world that we're in? in the regular series or is this like some sort of interim thing before we get mm. to the regular series? Mm. I don't even know. Interesting. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Skull tells Chirithi to fill Dennis in on everything. I don't remember what that meant. Not, do you remember what that was? I think I might've gotten confused <laughs> in my notes. Um, there's if you're about, not sure what it is, there's something about them talking about how like they want to keep track of like when something happens here in this world, it didn't happen in the previous one. Something like that, maybe. Anyway. Which is weird to me, because... Um, sorry, I do did want to say, like, that's strange to me, because it seems like then they're implying that they were trying to recreate the exact last world, and it's like, why would you do that? The, that one ended in <laughs> the apocalypse, so you probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, that was kind of confusing. I, <laughs> I was... There were a few moments where they kind of alluded to that idea, and I was... That was one of those things where I'm just like, I don't know if I am understanding this correctly. I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> Well, you know, it's kind of what liberals think, right? <laughs> <laughs> we got to get back to our norms. You know, you know how like stuff hasn't been good for a lot of people. Uh, we should just go back. Just keep doing that, though. <laughs> we need a good master of masters. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we need a <laughs> we need a steady master of masters on the wheel, <laughs> not one who's doing wacky gestures all the time. <laughs> One who's doing all the same stuff, but without the wacky gestures. That's right. So Chirithi leaves, and Skuld tells Ephemer, keep keep that stuff about the complex darkness to yourself until we know what's going on. We don't need to worry anyone for no reason. Yeah. Um, yes, this is the part where Ephemer says, I have a bad feeling whenever something happens in this world that didn't happen in the other. And yeah, I don't really know what he's referring to there. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, it, won't, it does seem like maybe they just tried to restart everything um, from scratch. Yeah, maybe. And, you know, because the thing that is also happening is that the, like, the princess worlds, uh, or, or just all the Disney worlds are there, and the same stuff that was happening in the holograms is happening again, and what will happen in the future is happening again. Yeah, we'll so, we'll get to that, because there is some weirdness there that's worth talking about. Uh, yeah, I might know some of it, but I'm not so... So the union leaders all meet in the old foreteller's chamber for the first time. Uh, Brain immediately sits down at the master's desk and starts reading the Book of Prophecies, which I don't remember if he's supposed to be doing. I think, did they say that all of the new union leaders would get a Book of Prophecies? I don't remember if that came up. I don't know either, but I mean, who's going to tell them to stop? (laughs) There's no one here. I think that Brain basically says that. They walk in and Skull's like, hey, don't touch anything. Brain's like, what does it matter? I gotta say, Brain walking up, because, oh, because he goes up to the master's desk and starts rifling through it and pulls it out and starts reading it. Brain doing that and knowing exactly where to go made me write my first crackpot corner of the episode, which is, is Brain the master of masters? He's. I wouldn't necessarily rule that possibility out. The one thing that I will say is that the book is on top of the desk. It's not in a drawer. Fair enough, but he's just got this. sitting there. He's got the same wacky, like, shitlord vibe as master of masters. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking he could be Master of Masters. Or maybe when the Master was making his list, it was a, a bit of nepotism. <laughs> this is his nephew or something. Oh, yeah. This, <laughs> this is Master of Masters Jr. Okay. <laughs> this is his son. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. Um, so, Skuld says that if they should start like dividing up the new unions, but Ephemer wants to hold off. He's like, you know... 
I don't want us to jump straight into that and everyone just immediately start like building loyalty and exclusionary feelings toward the other unions and all that. Like, let's just hold off. Uh, Lorium is on board with that plan, and he does point out the little loophole that the rulebook says that they do need to divide everyone up into unions, but it never says when they have to do anything. So yep. they could they could hang out here for ten years and then say, "All right, let's make some unions." <laughs> yeah, so instead we're just going to do something weird. Uh, which thing? Well, they're like, well, you know, we'll just we'll just do something fun for us. We're gonna. Do oh, that's stuff. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lorium says that the other Keyblade wielders are currently like training. I guess so. He's like, once everything. Once that's all done, once all the admin is out of the way, then we can tell them about the foretellers. So they don't, I don't know if tell them about the foretellers means that they don't know the foretellers exist if they like forgot about them or they just haven't noticed that they're gone or something. Are they going to have to gather everyone up and be like, so the foretellers um, went to a foreteller farm. They're, they're, they get to run around to their heart's content. It, it's They're running around with other snakes, foxes, <laughs> bears, unicorns, and leopards. Yeah. Um, and they're they're gathering all the lucks they could ever want. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, part of me is also, is it tell them about it because they don't remember? Have their memories of the foretellers been erased at this yeah, point? By, that's, I think, well, by, I guess I guess we can go by Dennis. We know that Dennis remembers Ava because Chirithi was like, oh, you've been having that dream ever since Ava talked to you about the dandelions. But it's not clear if um, Dennis remembers the other stuff because Chirithi's been eating nightmares. And it seems like that means that Chirithi's might be, I'm jumping the gun, I guess, but Chirithi's been stopping nightmares and those nightmares seem to be the memories of the bad stuff that had happened. I think it's something like that. I guess I guess they didn't necessarily, like, spend that much time with the Foretellers to begin with. It's not like they were, like, going to class with the Foretellers as their teachers, you know? No. Just they would see them sometimes. So I guess it's not that unusual that they haven't seen them in a little while. Yeah. Yeah, they could off, be um, off doing a mission. Yeah. Or the Foretellers might have taken their masks off and <laughs> integrated themselves into child society. Possible. A couple of them are child-sized and childish, so... <laughs> That's true. We have... Everyone in this game has the exact same height and body type, so <laughs> we know that Ased and Ira are not here. Right, yeah. <laughs> no, they're definitely not here, but all the other ones could be here. Could be. Could be. Uh, so, Brain is looking at the Book of Prophecies and has an idea as he turns to a page featuring... The Dream Eaters, and the Dream Eater music starts playing, probably. I don't remember, but it probably does. One can hope. It definitely does later. I don't remember if it does here. Uh, but he shows them pictures of the Dream Eaters from Dream Drop Distance and says, we should give everyone their own companions, sort of like Chirithi, but with the ability to devour nightmares. So I guess Chirithi doesn't do that. I think they said that Chirithi can, like, modify memories while you sleep, maybe. Right. Chirithi has some dream powers of some kind. Yeah. But these these are full-on dream drop distance spirit dream eaters who will be able to eat your nightmares. And everyone agrees that that would be a great way to keep everyone happy. Uh, Brain hands them a list of materials to grind for, much like in dream drop distance, and says, Lorium, you stick around and help me get the master's lab set up, because we do remember... <laughs> That the master does have a chemistry lab <laughs> where he invented Chirithis. Yeah. <laughs> so they're setting that up. Uh, great news. It's time for another one of our favorite exchanges. Hi, Chirithi. Hey, Chirithi. 
Yeah, my notes say someone needs to name these assholes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Hey, Cheerthy Jones. Hello, Cheerthy Smith. Yeah, something. A Cheerthy that's not Dennis's goes up to Dennis's Cheerthy and says, This might sting a little. What happens here is unclear. The wiki says that the Cheerthy pulls out Dennis's Cheerthy's fur a little bit. Impossible to say. It looks like, yeah, it just breaks a little chunk of Cheerthy off. (laughs) It just snaps off his arm uh, (laughs) and pulls out a little flask. And pops the arm in, shakes it up, and says, I've got a present for you to thank you for all of your hard work. And then the Dream Eater music definitely starts playing. Yes. And a spirit pops out. Well, dog spirit. It's a, uh, the wiki said that this was called a pup star. It looks like a Pomeranian, but blue. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, in, in Union Cross, the Dream Eaters apparently were just called pets. I don't know that it ever names them as Dream Eaters, but they're Dream Eaters. We know what's going on here. Yeah. And Dennis and Cherithy love it. Cherithy immediately forgets the agony. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even know if Cherithy can feel pain, to be honest. <laughs> I hope not. Why invent the Cherithys and make them be able to feel pain if you don't have to? They can, they can already feel sorrow. That seems like enough. Yeah, the part where Dennis was like, if I disappear, what'll happen to you? And Cherithy's like, I will also die. Cherithy's like, also, the master specifically made it so if that happens, I feel it. I feel it for a long time before it happens. Yeah, right. It's awful. (laughs) Master's not a cool guy, as we've talked about. (laughs) This is an interesting part, because I don't think that this was in the cutscene compilation that I watched originally. This all felt new, or it's possible that I wasn't paying attention because I didn't care. Could be. But Dennis goes to the Moogle shop, and the Moogle shopkeeper says, Hey, asshole, my pipes exploded, and now it's your problem. And a big shark heartless pops out of the ground. And then four Keyblade wielders run in and they chase after it. And Mog's here! Mog is here! Yeah, I mentioned Mog. I thought that Mog had been cut from this compilation, but no, it turns out that Mog is a a Union Cross character. Mog, the kid dressed as a Moogle's here, and he says, Nap nap time's over! Help us out, won't you, Koopo? (laughs) I don't know if... I honestly don't remember seeing this before. I don't know if it's important. It's entirely possible that Demo just put this in so that they could have some uh, Kingdom Hearts YouTuber and streamer cameos, because I think that all of these four are Kingdom Hearts community people. Oh, could be. Um, I, I don't so know. If I it just feels kinda... like this is a complete waste of time, it might be. <laughs> well, I, I, I think it's because it's important that Dennis is making friends and hanging out with people. That is true. This is the first that we've ever seen of Dennis, like... Just hanging out with people normally and not for <laughs> main story reasons. Part of me is wondering if it's important that the Moogle shop owner maybe is important in some way. I don't think so, but I guess I can't or, rule it out. Or that a I really don't pu- think I've seen any of this before, so I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and, and I mean, what happens is all the other people go fight the Heartless, they get their butts kicked, and then Dennis comes and cleans up because Dennis is a kill stealer. Um, <laughs> he literally walks in they're all like beaten and bruised and the heartless has one hp left and he's like i got it mm-hmm. yeah i mean he's his kd is great but he is a kill stealer um mm-hmm. but yeah I, I don't know i assume it's most important because of the friendship thing and maybe the moogle yeah uh they yeah he finishes off the heartless the moogle is like patching up the floor and says I- doesn't it feel good helping others Koopo? 
I started getting really scared that we were going to have like more bangles introduced because we were in the Moogle shop. <laughs> and I was like, is the Moogle, the Moogle going to give us like a, I don't know, an evil tiara or something? What Take are we, this what are we... toe ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dennis leaves without buying anything and the shopkeeper is not happy about it. Yeah, and it's funny. Uh, Dennis talks to the other kids about this. I think it's Mog is like, oh, well, it's his duty to collect money. Like, you know, our duty is to fight darkness. And yeah, I'm like, are Moogles like Frankie? What's going on? That was kind of strange. I did like that they say it's his sworn duty to collect money. And that is (laughs) M-U-N-N-Y. True. Yeah. It's it's the longest running form of currency in the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Not as good as Gil, but money's pretty good. Also, it is maybe worth noting that Dennis is not talking anymore. That has yeah. stopped. He's back to silently wiggling his arm and flapping his mouth. I noticed that too. Yeah, and I'm I'm like, is this because <laughs> he's regressing? Because he's not remember <laughs> he's not remembering stuff. I don't this know. is this is what the the side effect of Chirithi tampering with his brain. May I maybe <laughs> could be. I'm still really unsure what is meant to be. <laughs> what what we're supposed to get from him sometimes talking and sometimes not but well anyway he they he, he also doesn't have the support of his like friends scold and ephemer anymore that they're the ones yeah he's got better friends actual friends that's true yeah ones he's talking those about are more. those are story friends who he he meets one time and forges a bond with these are people that he's actually hanging out with like they they like hang out in the fountain square like until dark they're just shooting the shit that's true, and they all have the wildest fashion choices you've ever seen. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, they they hang out till dark. Everyone leaves, and then Chirithi pops up and says, "Someday your friends will become your power." You ever heard of it? <laughs> Thanks, Chirithi. <laughs> the way that he said it though was so ominous because it almost made it sound like he was saying, "Someday you will be Sora." <laughs> Maybe I don't think that that was intentional. I don't think so either. But you never know. Uh, it's another day. Dennis is going on missions with his four new friends, one of whom has a name, which is Mog, and the other three do not. Uh, I did check the wiki to make sure they do not get names. Sorry. Well, Mog's the most important. Yeah, because he has a Moogle hat um, and a Moogle affectation where he pretends to talk like one. Is that racist? Uh, unclear. <laughs> unclear. Maybe we don't need to get into that. Uh Chirithi, as they all run off to have fun together, Chirithi wonders, was it really necessary to overwrite Dennis's memories? Because people always, uh, you know, sort of put the bad memories aside to make them easier to deal with. Why did we have to erase them? Um, the way he says it is really funny, too. He goes, I heard people are designed to shove their bad memories deep down inside to protect their hearts. Yeah, by the master. <laughs> Which I, I know what they're saying. It's like, yeah, people, yeah, we all, with time, well, not everything, but most things we can move on. Okay, mm-hmm. sure. Um, uh, but but he, he swears that he will be there for Dennis when the time comes for him to remember everything. And now this, uh, this I think, is a good as good a time as any to mention something that I find very interesting about this game on a structural level. Mm-hmm. Because here's a little fun fact. If you joined the game when Union Cross was already out, and you mm-hmm. play through the whole game from the beginning, everyone's talking about the upcoming war, the conflict, the Keyblades, the Keyblade, the Dandelions. And then on one fateful day, everyone is, the tension is boiling over, and then nothing happens. You have a lovely day, 
You wake up in the Enchanted Dominion from what you think is a nightmare. And Shirithi says, oh, yeah, you've been having a lot of those. And then you head back to Daybreak Town. And there's no Keyblade War. That's pretty cool, actually. That's pretty cool. You're you're sort of playing the already fucked with memories. I love that. I think that's really smart. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so after, after the mission, they all go to the beach. Uh, they hang out at the beach and do beach things. Then they go back to town. Uh, yeah, they're at the beach. Dennis does do a sick flip in the water, <laughs> and everyone's everyone cheers. Um, and then Chirithi's sort of just like watching this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Chirithi was maybe sad about it, but I don't. I think I was attributing you know more emotion to Chirithi than they were having. So I think that Chirithi is happy for Dennis making friends, but also sad about the fact that all of their brains have been messed with. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because one thing that Chirithi said in the previous part is a thing we've seen in Kingdom Hearts a bunch, which is that their hearts still bear the scars. Yes, yes. Which is like the Sora stuff where Sora sees, I think, someone he doesn't remember and just starts like crying immediately because his heart remembers even if he doesn't. Yeah, I think that happened with Shion in Dream Drop Distance. Yeah, there was also the stuff with um, Hainer, Pence, and Olette after he reabsorbed Roxas. That's right. Yeah, so Chirithi's just kind of... There's bringing that back. That's what Chirithi's worried about with Dennis. Yes, you can, you can never truly erase memories. They're always in you in some way or another. Uh, Dennis heads back to town and sits on the Looking Hill with Chirithi. Uh, and this time he's looking at his Keyblade... And Chirithi says, you know, not everyone has one of those, but you you have one because there's light in your heart and you use it to protect your friends and drive away the darkness. And I think that you deserve a super special treat for being such a good boy. It's some sea salt ice cream. Woo! Yeah! I got it at Disney Sea in Tokyo, Japan at a work conference. Yeah, it was it was t- it was rough. Don't don't get me started on it. Ugh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I walked in there. I saw Chirithi was there. I was like, oh god, Chirithi. But Chirithi was also there, so we we hung out. It was all right. Yeah, yeah. And they were both talking shit about Chirithi, and I really just thought that Chirithi went too far. Yeah, Chirithi went too far because Chirithi has really like Chirithi's been through it. His sister, you know, there's this whole. I don't I don't really want to get into it. Chirithi's involved, and that's a whole mess. I and I don't even know it, if Chirithi knows about Chirithi. Yeah, I think that it's just that Chirithi really needs to talk to Chirithi, and they're just not doing it. Also, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but I heard a rumor that Chirithi and Chirithi hooked up at the conference. Oh, that's not good. Ooh, that's, that's going to be you, a mess. That's how you get a dark Chirithi. <laughs> <laughs> Sex before marriage. Yeah, it's like a it's like a gremlin situation. Oh, is that what Gremlins is about? I've never seen it. Well, you can't. They can't eat before midnight, and or else they'll turn. <laughs> they evil. They can't have sex before marriage, and you can't have sex before marriage. It's here the you'll turn evil. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's some time later. One of the new Keyblade wielder friends runs over and calls Dennis to the market warehouse. Once again, they have cornered a heartless in the warehouse, but they're like, it's beating the crap out of all of us. We just need someone to come in and hit it one time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And Dennis, his KD goes up even further. 
He chases and... it into a uh, corridor of darkness, and he's hanging out here without any sort of protection, which is <laughs> not good. Oh, that's right. This is where my notes say Newgrounds ass darkness plane here. Um, Seriously, the the effects that they use for the darkness and for the portals in Union Cross literally look like baby's first like flash morphing animation. Yeah, it's all like Newgrounds e bombs world stuff going on. So they're dressed weird. like they're dressed like it too, so it, it does all it does all fit. Also, I just remembered, I'm so sorry, I said that uh, Dennis was hanging out in the darkness with no protection, but that's not true because there was the anklet of light or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a bangle. <laughs> uh, so Chirithi says the darkness has spread to a new world and they chase it into this new world. And if I remember correctly, it's not super important, but I think that the Enchanted Dominion, the uh, Sleeping Beauty world, I think that that was not in Unchained Key. I think that's what that's referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get another Disney World montage, and here is how irrelevant this stuff is. We are not even going to talk about the part where Donald and Goofy crash their gummy ship into Daybreak Town. No. It's almost definitely not canon. I think that the Cheerithy voiceover says that it was an annual event. Yeah, they every year this would they that would happen. Some colorful extra colorful fellows would need help getting home. And then Dennis would fix up their weird ship, and there would always be a funny thing where Dennis accidentally fixed it up into a car or a horse or something, and then they would leave. Definitely not canon. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Uh, We do get a couple of Disney World scenes. I have literally nothing to say about them. Do you have anything to say about them? No, no, I was kind of wondering if they were holograms still. Oh, the one thing I will say before we get to uh, Maleficent is that uh, I think there's a, there's a mention somewhere mixed in here that I didn't write down about um, they don't go back to the worlds that they've been to before because I think that I think that the idea is like the people in those worlds won't remember them or they won't remember the people in those worlds one way or the other. So they're like, we can't let you go back to Agrabah, for example, because yeah. it'll mess with your brain. Something like that. Yeah, this is where I start getting worried about if they're... Are they still in the world of dreams? Have they even actually gone back or to a... I mean, I don't even know what reality is anymore in Kingdom Hearts, (laughs) to be honest, but... That's the the Kingdom Hearts effect. Yeah, but I am, like, starting to have, like, suspicions that they're not really in reality at this point. I I think it says a lot, though, about this game that them not going to a Disney World is more interesting than them going to a Disney World. (laughs) The act of going to a Disney World is nothing. So, yeah. Uh, We then go to Maleficent uh, in the Enchanted Dominion. I it's not super clear in this. I think that this cutscene probably plays after you fight Maleficent. She looks like Mm -hmm. she's just been beat up and she's kind of walking around her castle and she's like, ah. Why does the ending never alter? And then a shadowy figure introducing itself as darkness. It's it's dark. It's dark Cheerithy. Hmm. Do you remember way, 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 way back when we were talking about the nature of light and darkness in Kingdom Hearts? And Mm -hmm. I, at some point, used the phrase capital D darkness. And then I took it back because I was like, wait, sorry, capital D darkness is something else. No, I don't remember that, but I. <laughs> it sounds this like this is capital D darkness. High capital D darkness. This is a character known as Darkness. Capital D darkness is here and says, "I knew that you would come from the future, Maleficent." 
and I know why you're here, to erase your humiliating defeat from history and collect the seven hearts of light. But changing the past is harder than you think. Yeah, they talk about a lot of weird stuff, like that stuff about how you can only return to a place where you exist after you've it, separated the heart and the body. And yes, this is where it says, when when Riku pierced your heart, I, I don't know if it uses Riku's name, but when your heart was pierced with the Keyblade of Heart, I wonder, did you remember what the old Keyblade Master had told you? Did you realize that your heart was being removed and see it as an opportunity to travel through time? So this is crucial. This Maleficent, in her continuity, this is between Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. Oh, this I thought this was after 2. No, this is Riku possessed by Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, stabbed her in the heart with the Keyblade, unlocked her heart from her body, and she remembering that old man Xehanort had told her the secrets of time travel, said, well, if I can't be in my own body, I might as well travel back in time. Oh, interesting. See, I thought this was Maleficent after Coded, um, just like eventually taking advantage of the fact that you can go back in time. Well, but- we've we've still got a lot of question marks hanging over all this. Here's one thing that I will say. Um, there was a point in Coded where Maleficent shows up and starts talking about the Book of Prophecies and stuff. And we said, what is that and how does she know about it? And now we know that at some point before Coded, she apparently traveled back in time to Daybreak Town. Oh, I I guess that makes makes sense, too, that her, her, the thing she's trying to do is avoid having Riku take her fucking heart out again, probably. Yes, because... Terra, Ventus, and Aqua, well, not Terra, <laughs> Ventus and Aqua uh, kicked her ass, and then, uh, oh yeah, no, it was it was specifically Aqua and Prince Philip kicked her ass as a dragon, and I think after, sometime after that that we didn't see, I think that she would have kidnapped uh, Aurora, and then her world would have fallen to darkness, and then everything after that is just her trying to find a new castle. I think that this is her going, well, my castle has been destroyed by darkness. I'll just go back in time to before that happened and try to change the future. Yeah, right. So that is that is an important thing to understand here is that Maleficent's timeline goes birth by sleep, Kingdom Hearts 1, Union Cross, question mark, Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah. Now we learn something that makes me really feel insane. Okay. Um, the master knew you would come back in time and try to get all those hearts. So oh, yeah. the Enchanted Dominion was never created in the real world before the Keyblade War. I so, don't know what that means. So there's a lot of things to 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 key into there. Pardon my pun. But um so one is that apparently the Disney worlds are created. And the Master of Masters is someone that can do that? Can maybe create what the- that? Maybe what that meant when they said created was ha- like how the Keyblade wielders were going to sort of data projections of future worlds. Maybe that's what it means. <sighs> maybe. Yeah, I guess so. Because that's they possible. never did go to the Enchanted Dominion. Yeah. That's but, probably what it means. I guess it's, it's created, also possible that in- the Master is playing Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> Could be, yeah, and, and because it created in the real world. Okay, I guess you're, yeah, okay. Hmm. Maybe, okay. 
Maybe it's less crazy then. I guess it could just be, yeah, the master. So I guess it's then, but then it does imply then if you create a data universe, Maleficent could travel back in time to that data universe and then pop out in the real world. Yes, I think, I think that's right. So if, okay, 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 okay. I think this actually does have internal logic to it. If the master had in the same way that they all went to data versions of Agrabah and Wonderland and all that, if the Master had created a data version of the Enchanted Dominion, Maleficent would be in it. That would potentially enable Maleficent to use a data version of herself as sort of a waypoint for time travel, allowing her to go to that time. Instead, they created a data version of enchanted dominion in this world which we don't really know what that means but we know that it's different we know that from uh from unchained key that this world that we're in now is in some way different in nature so by creating a data version of the enchanted dominion here her time travel sort of forced her to come here and trapped her in here in this version of the world instead of the real one whatever that means i'm getting really scared that all of Kingdom Hearts is taking place inside a simulation, and it's fucking simulation theory. Game. Huh? It's a video game. Well, it's a, yeah, right, I guess. But, like, <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like, are we doing data inside data inside data here? Is that what Kingdom Hearts is entirely? Well, this is... I think that there's a difference. I, I'm so sorry to say this is such an insane thing that I'm about to have to say, but I think that this is what they're going for. I think there is a difference between a datascape where you like get digitized into a data world like encoded versus a data projection where they're basically like putting holograms on everything. Mm-hmm. I think. I think. The data still has to be stored somewhere. Though. Yeah, it's in the Book of Prophecies. Data can be in a journal. We know this. We love it. Anyway. Um, so here's uh, Time Traveling Maleficent. The The capital D Darkness uh, says that, yes, this is a world of data which cannot be changed. You cannot change the future here. And Maleficent says, ah, you trapped me here because you fear my power. And Darkness says, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we we trapped you here. Well, this is actually very confusing, and uh, this is going on to my list of questions. Darkness is talking to Maleficent like I trapped you here. I did this, but yeah, as if dark as this darkness was working with the Master of Masters. Yeah, because we were under the impression that this was all the work of the Master of Masters. So is this the Master of Masters? Were they working together, or is there some sort of division in terms of every in things that happened? that we thought were the Master of Masters, but actually had nothing to do with him. Perhaps the Master of Masters has Zane ordered himself, and this then there's a, you know, heartless and a nobody in a in a master or something. Might as well. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well at this point. Uh but yeah, you Darkness says you cannot be allowed to take knowledge of the past into the future, and that is why you were trapped here. And it also adds that only six worlds were created here that contain princesses of hearts because that way you would have no way of collecting all seven of them or of learning what would happen in the future in the seventh world, which is correct. We, uh, Dennis has gone to every world from Kingdom Hearts 1 with a princess of heart except for Radiant Garden slash Hollow Bastion. Hmm. Apparently that was intentional, allegedly. I do want to... There's one more thing that Darkness has said 
um, that after the war, the worlds from the book became unreachable. But within the data, the worlds were recreated. Any, any, any ideas what that means? I have that in my notes, and I, I intentionally skipped over it. The, the, memory, the future worlds are unreachable because the memories have been overwritten. But something, something. Yeah, I just, it, I'm just worried that we're in data world right now, and that's where the worlds <laughs> were, re- and that's where the worlds were recreated from the Book of Prophecies. I guess. I mean that that second part is definitely in keeping with stuff that's happened before. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. But Darkness tells Maleficent, uh, "You need to get the hell out of here. You got to go back to your original time." And lucky you, there is a way to do that. And I think that's the last we see of either of them in this viewing. It's pretty weird to say, I didn't want you to take, want you to take knowledge of the past and the future, but I would like you to go back to the future. I think that's saying you were trapped here specifically in this version of the Enchanted oh, Dominion. Oh, to not get out to like where everyone's hanging out. Okay. Yes, which I think, I think if we imagine... A version of Unchained Key, where these are data projections in the real world, and Maleficent is able to travel back in time to her version of it. She now exists in the same sort of contiguous world as Daybreak Town. She can leave. She can go to Daybreak Town. She can do whatever the hell she wants. I think that this is what Darkness is saying, is that could not be allowed to happen. We trapped you here. Ha ha. Now get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) go back to your original time without ever setting foot in the reality of the past i think is what is happening here okay okay Alrighty. these are things that i've been rotating in my mind for months and years now at this point to make sense of them yeah yeah definitely (laughs) i think you're right that's helpful okay yeah uh so we go back to the foreteller's chamber and ephemer is reading his rule book he's a he's a little he's a little good boy he wants to be a good boy uh the others arrive for a meeting except for lorium who is not here uh but lorium has told brain give give if if we're like voting on stuff just throw my vote at whatever ephemer wants to do i think that he's good i trust him with whatever uh ephemer is not happy with that he's like we're all supposed to be leaders ventus is kind of spineless and now i've just got a free vote from lorium that doesn't seem like it's supposed to be happening but whatever (laughs) yeah and this is this is really where i'm solidly not suspecting ephemer of anything anymore yeah he seems kind of put upon to be honest yeah yeah he's trying really hard He, he really is uh he asks them about the rulebook, it, it mentions something called Shift Pride, where Keyblade wielders can fight each other in a PvP mechanic. Or should fight each other. Yes. Not, the, even, not, even, not even could, they need to. Yes, this is one of the rules is that once they get everything set up here, they will institute Shift Pride. I assume that that is a game mode. I remember watching this originally, and my eyes really glazed over at this part because I was like... Oh, I feel like we're talking about game mechanics again. I can't possibly pay attention to this. But it's a plot-critical game mechanic. Uh, I don't think it is. I think the only reason that it's in here is because there's stuff around this conversation that are important. Like, for example, the fact that Lorium is not here and stuff like that. Uh, and Well, I do that... think, it's, I think it's important that they don't want them to fight each other anymore. Yes. Brain says it's fine, it's just friendly competition. Ventus says... This is the first time he's really, like, truly spoken his mind as a union leader. 
He's like, I don't want people fighting even for fun. I don't, after everything that happened, it feels really wrong to not only encourage, but instruct Keyblade wielders to turn their weapons on each other. Yeah. And Scald flashes back to Dennis breaking up that fight before the Keyblade War. And she's like, yeah, I'm I'm with Ventus on this one. I don't, I don't like this. Brain says it's fine. And Ephemer also, he, we know he wants to follow the rulebook to the letter. So he casts his vote in favor of Shift Pride, and therefore so does Lorium. And Ventus and Skuld are not happy about it. T- to be fair, Ephemer doesn't like it. Ephemer's like, yeah, I agree it seems bad. I just don't think we should, I don't think I have the ability to go against what's in this book. So. Yes. But as uh, they found the loophole uh, about when they institute the unions, Ephemer finds a little bit of a loophole here. Which is, we might have to follow the instructions of the Book of Rules, but we can interpret them how we want. And this made me, made me so mad. And we've got all of these, the whole world had to be sort of data scanned for all of this to work. That means we've got data recreations of everybody here. So what if people just fight data versions of each other? I'm furious. And Brain says, ah, very clever. And Ventus and Skald say, oh, thanks, Ephemer. That makes us feel a lot better. <sighs> and yeah, Wow, you Brain's... want the children to fight? No, I just don't want... <laughs> I just don't want data bullshit anymore. <laughs> and I also think this is a scheme. Um, How so? Well, now I'm worried that by fighting data, they're gonna data sort of the data and give it significance and give it like <laughs> we've seen we've seen things develop parts i'm worried they're going to make the data develop parts and that's going to be bad well i'm glad you're i'm glad you're having these thoughts uh i i can reassure you i don't want to spoil too much that we haven't seen yet i don't think that shift pride ever comes up again oh i think that okay. this was purely a cutscene to introduce the pvp gameplay and, and, and the only reason that it's here is because there's story stuff surrounding this conversation. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I just, I think I'm just, you know, <laughs> it's the bangle. The bangle's done this to me. I know. I'm just assuming, I'm assuming everything's important now. If it's I think Shift Pride might be the only thing that isn't. <laughs> okay. I mean, I might be okay. wrong because, like I said, I don't remember the other four Keyblade wielders that Dennis was hanging out with. Maybe I'm forgetting some big Shift Pride stuff, or maybe there was big Shift Pride stuff that was cut from the compilation that I watched originally. I don't know. This might be incredibly important. If it isn't yet, Nomura might decide it is later. (laughs) I might have massive revelations when we come back to Shift Pride stuff that I don't remember seeing before. I hope Nomura doesn't remember Shift Pride. Nomura probably didn't write Shift Pride. I honestly have no idea how much input he had in the minutia of the story here. Yeah, and I need to, like, also remember that it's not, like, this is a team. It's not just Nomura. There's oh, a yeah, lot of, of people writing Kingdom Hearts. He just gets final say. <laughs> I think uh, I think I saw a, a tweet from Nomura or, like, a like an interview quote with him where he was like, I'm always seeing people describe stuff as being, like, Nomura-like. Stuff that I've never done, but that people on my team have written before. <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> he actually hates talking about light and darkness and data. He, he only likes sea salt ice cream, but not even as much as his team did. <laughs> so, uh, Brain is kind of teasing Ephemer. He's like, oh, that was really clever. Seems a little bit too smart for you to have come up with that on your own. And Ephemer's like, well, to be honest, uh, I thought of it because of something that Lorium said. 
And we get a little that, bit of a flashback. That's what scared me. Is Lorium giving the idea? I was like, oh no. <laughs> this, is, this is evil, actually. We flash back to a few days prior. Uh, Lorium finds Ephemer looking troubled about Shift Pride. He's like, why Why would Ava want us all fighting each other? Uh, Lorium, this is a very, very stupid moment. Not in a bad way, just very silly. Lorium is like, huh, maybe Ava was just pranking us. And Ephemer's like, and he's like, ah, I'm just kidding. I'm just trying to cheer you up. And Ephemer's like, oh, thanks, man. You really cheered me up. Weirdos. That was all it took. Yeah. That yep. great joke. Yeah, it's a perfect joke. You you should make everyone kill each other. Just kidding. And Ephemer's like, oh my god, that really that really put me at ease. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's what friends are for. Uh, but Lorium uh, turns to leave, and Ephemer's like, oh, where are you going? And he says, uh, well, we've got all the data of everybody, which means that this person that I know who was supposed to be a dandelion never showed up. I'm going to go see if I can find that person's data uh-oh yep uh-oh uh-oh uh ephemer offers to help but lorium says uh no it's this is a personal matter uh out of the flashback the others are kind of wondering oh who's who's he looking for but brain says we should stay out of it unless he asks us to get involved we should just leave it to him we go to lorium walking around daybreak town and he finds a girl named elrena and he's never met her before uh but he says oh i think you are a friend of my sister strelitzia Yep, and this is why I don't think Lorium is uh, the villain anymore. <laughs> I mean, if he is the villain, he's playing this how I play Among Us. Murdering your siblings? No, I maybe <laughs> well, sometimes. I mean, yeah. He's he's yeah. self-reporting. He's like, guys, where's Trelitzia? Yeah, that's true. I mean, Marluxia could be that big of a sicko. I don't think so, though. Yeah, th- there's there's some... We never really got to know Marluxia too much, uh, so it's hard to tell... This guy definitely seems nicer than Marluxia ever did. Yeah, which I think is true of a lot of the nobodies. Yeah, Marluxia was a nobody, so allegedly didn't have a heart. There's there's some there's some questions here, of course. Uh, also, did you think that that girl looked familiar? The girl? Oh, no, I didn't even pay attention to her. Yeah, the blonde girl with her, her little uh, hair spikes. Uh, was it... Oh, oh, is it Larkseen? Well, her name is Elrena. Shit. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, fuck. Well, okay, well, maybe Larkseen was a murderer then. That seems more on brand. Although, he, yeah, I mean, there's, that's that's definitely mysterious. And that is where we are ending for now, so we're not going to get any answers on that anytime soon. But he did say that she was a friend of his sister's, so, you know. Yeah. Also, she's yeah. not one of the five union leaders, so if she did do it, that means that it was sort of an accomplice situation. Oh, no. Ah! Ah! I mean, yeah, fuck. I mean, I really hope Marluxia didn't kill his sister. Here's a fun thing. Yeah. Uh, Because this is something that I didn't know about until we watched Chain of Memories, and then my brain exploded, but I couldn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Marluxia in chain of memories when you have your boss fight against him mm-hmm. and he gets his various final forms his final forms are a girl with long hair oh i think that might be his sister weird Ugh. they probably know that when he they game probably out. didn't know that 
they probably didn't know that. It's it's always one of those things where it's like, for all we know, they looked back on it and they were like, oh, he like summoned that like Reaper girl. What if we said that he had a sister? Yeah, that seems more likely to me. But I mean, cool if that's what they did. Yeah, it's also possible that, you know, they might have like very rough backstories for some of the characters. They might be like, oh, Marluxia, we'll never get into it, but he has a dead sister or something like that. <laughs> that's why he's a sicko. That's why he's a sicko. That is uh, where we are stopping with Kingdom Hearts Union Cross for quite some time, unfortunately, because that was the last Union Cross story update before the release of Kingdom Hearts 3. <sighs> Wild. Can't believe we're just just ending there. Yep, it is completely bonkers. This is, yeah, this is where I ended. Uh if I remember correctly, there is some stuff that comes out after Kingdom Hearts 3 that might be maybe better to get to after. I don't remember. I didn't really, like, go through it ahead of time. But the way I see it, let's just do it the way I did it. The way that most people did it. Can't go wrong. Yeah, I think that's always good. I, I, I'm I'm usually somebody that isn't about uh, chronological in fiction. It's more like, when did it come out? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, which means that next time we are not getting straight into Kingdom Hearts 3 because we do have the Aqua spin-off small game, A Fragmentary Passage, not to be confused with Fragmentary Passage. Uh, sure. But I think that's the only thing between us and Kingdom Hearts 3. All right, let's do it. What a what a journey. Uh, although we will be taking a short break before we get into Fragmentary Passage because I've got other stuff going on that I'll get to later. Okay, sure. Uh, do we dive to the wiki questions one of these days? I'll write down the order. I think last time we did questions first, but you know, dealer's choice. Well, let's see. We did have one question, uh, mm -hmm. from Faustian Bargain Bin on Discord. Uh, you two are now in Kingdom Hearts as foretellers. Congrats. My condolences. Unfortunately, the theory of foretellers matching up to sins is correct, and there are no traditional sins left. Luckily, there are two deadly sins that were discontinued by the Catholic Church. That phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> discontinued <laughs> they did to vainglory what they did to sierra mist <laughs> there are two deadly sins discontinued by the catholic church for being too similar to other sins ascetia and vainglory which of you is which now we did talk about this on discord ascetia this is a whole mess there's like there's like five things wrapped up into the concept of sloth and one of them got retired and that's the one called ascetia mm-hmm yeah, which you were saying is neglecting your like your Christian duties and whatnot. Yeah, but it's also uh, Catholicism is a a real trip because like depending on who was the pope at the time, ascetia was described as being like completely different things. Right, and then vainglory is just like vanity, which you know I, I that is different than pride. I understand why that's why that's a separate thing. Yeah, I think it's it also it's a lot of like boasting to other people is vainglory. Right. Makes sense. Well, which um, which sin are we going by the fact that the foretellers are potentially the opposites of those sins, or are we going with which oh. sin meets our personalities more? Okay, well, it's okay. Which one of us is less or more Christian? <laughs> uh, the one that's Jewish or the one that was raised in an atheist household? Well, I I will say I used to be very jewish and was mm -hmm. very into my religion and now i'm a lot more agnostic about it so i think that i am quite a said dick a said a said i'm a said true 
because you've given up some duties and I never had any. That's fair. So um, I am similar to Asedia, which means that I am very not similar to Vainglory. I mean, that doesn't mean that, but it is also true. <laughs> yeah. I think I think the the opposite of Vainglory is imposter syndrome, and that's where I'm at most of the time. You're right. And if you're going with opposites, actually, maybe I am Asedia then, because, hmm, well, because like, I don't know. I do listen to this podcast to hear what I said. I don't know if that's vanity, but I do do that. So and I know a lot of people can't do that. I look, I'll be open. I've listened to my own podcasts a number of times. I don't usually do it, partially because I edit most of them. So I already am listening to it. But and I know and to be honest, I mostly listen to this one because I need to remember what I said <laughs> and what and what and what we've been doing, because there's a lot to keep track of that there is. Uh, uh, well, I don't know. You, <laughs> where do you end on this then? I think that I represent the sin of ascetia and the virtue of imposter syndrome. Therefore, my foreteller name will be Vainglory or whatever that is in Latin. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Well, you know, I'm pretty dedicated to being an atheist. So yeah, maybe I am ascetia. <laughs> if you take it that way. I haven't really wavered that much in my faith of not having faith, so sure. Uh, Vanagloria, fair enough. All right, but but it's it's Union Cross, so it has to be like slightly short. I guess this would be Unchained Key. It has to be like slightly shortened, so it's not the exact same word. So I'd be like Vanaglow or like Vanglow. Right, that's true, and I can't just be Ossed. Well, let's see. What's the Maybe Ased is getting renamed for this. Uh, Trist- Tristidia is no, no. I'll be, I'll no, I'll be CD. <laughs> <laughs> and just for good measure, Ased will be renamed Tristan. There we go. Perfect. There we go. I think, I think that's good. Do we want to dive to the yeah. wiki now? Yeah, let's dive to the wiki. I am dying to read about Terran strife. Now, if I Google Terran strife, will I get Starcraft? I sure will. All right. <laughs> Wait, is that actually? Well, just Terrans, and then Terrans and Internal Strife got me there. Oh, I see. No, this is... Well, here's the thing. I'll paste it here. Okay. Now, as you can see... Oh, Terran. This is okay. Terran Strife, but this is also mm. Terran Strife. <laughs> it is. That's true. Terran. Terran Strife is the main protagonists of the Kingdom Heart, Fairy's Blade Chronicles. <laughs> How do you do that? They're so close together on the page. <laughs> the son of Sora and Kairi Strife, as well as the brother of Hana Strife, and lived with his family in Destiny Islands until, at the age of 16, he was suddenly taken away from his home after the attack of an enemy. Terran became, Terran became a Keyblade wielder, fighting alongside next generation of heroes to stop the new forces of darkness and the current vessel of a dragon's flame portion of power inherited from his ancestor. Now, you might be wondering about his ancestor. Mm-hmm. Well, let me just read his little info box section. Origin, Destiny Islands, age 16 at the start of the series, gender male, alignment, keyblade wielders, strife family, specialists, Winx club, hmm. family, Hana strife, sister, Sora strife, father, Kairi strife, mother, Valgard strife, grandfather, deceased, cloud strife, paternal relative, Chandra Strifa, distant ancestor, deceased. Okay. That was before the so, Strife family, the Strifa family arrived at Ellis Island. No, no, no. It's, uh, oh, okay. I was thinking that a Strife married a Strifa, but I, I was seeing that. Never mind. I see. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, his yeah. keyblade is Light's Island. Rebellion, Royal Sparks. I don't know what that is. His attribute is fire and nature, and his status is alive. Well, that's good. <laughs> Thank God. 
Ooh, what is this art? Oh, well, that's just a Magic the Gathering card. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Wait, is this actually a Magic? Is Tezzeret a Magic the Gathering card? I mean, it reads like one. Tezzeret, MTG Wiki. There we go. A Planeswalker. Yep. Okay. So this is sort of a mashup of Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy VII, which I guess is already Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> Magic the Gathering, and apparently Winx Club. I'm a little bit lost on that one. Uh, well, I see one thing that it that it is um uh-huh. part of. Part of the trivia says the ability to petrify the Grim was based upon Ruby characters Ruby with power called Silver Eyes. That'll do it. That'll do it. Uh, it makes sense that people that are into Kingdom Hearts are into Ruby. Uh, I, I don't know, I don't know shit a... about Ruby. The only thing that I, I know, know is that it's from the people who made Red versus Blue. Yeah, I don't know shit about it either, but I just feel like I feel like there's possibly some overlap there. I feel like there is a whole generation of people younger than me who have like such a deep spiritual connection with Rooster Teeth as a brand. And to me, Rooster Teeth will never be anything more than the guys who played Halo 2 and made the characters go, Oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I definitely watched Red vs. Blue, because I'm, I think, the exact right age to have done that. Yeah, me too. But anything after that, no way. I, I remember almost nothing about it, but boy, did I watch a lot of it at one point. <laughs> <laughs> On my shitty dial-up internet. <laughs> Should we learn some story about Terran or Terran? Sure. There's so many sections here. Do you want to just pick one and read it? Yeah, let's see. I will read The Dance. The Dance. Terran, the Terran and his friends were then told that both he and Ben will attend to Red Fountain as students, while Macbeth, oh. okay, will, will continue as their trainer and temporary mentor for the students. I think that's Macbeth from Gargoyles. Oh, that does Macbeth. look like the show Gargoyles. No, it says Macbeth Fairy's Blade. What Fairy's Blade? I'll look into this. It's it that's that is for sure Macbeth from Gargoyles. I watched that show. So um because there was a lot of stuff in in Gargoyles where he's like dealing with like Oberon and Tiber and uh oh, I don't know, the characters from Midsummer's Night Dream. Anyway, um yeah, you are correct. That is that is definitely the, I also watched Gargoyles, but it's been wait, I don't remember anything about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is this Kingdom? Yeah, Kingdom Hearts Fairy's Blade Chronicles. Okay, they they put Fairy's Blade in parentheses, so I assumed that that was the name of the file that they downloaded before re-uploading to the wiki. <laughs> anyway. Makes sense. Uh, Macbeth will continue as their trainer and temporary mentor for the students, while Mal will cloud tower to disguise herself. <laughs> oh, yeah, from raising, for sure. I think we're missing some words, missing some words there, maybe. Um Mal will cloud tower to disguise herself from raising the trio's suspicion after their first encounter. They were also invited to attend to the gala dance party for the freshman students to attend, accepting the offer to go. Received a package and met up with the newly founded Winx Club. Yay! And discovered to be and discovered to be none other than Genie the Lamp, oh, who was shit. sent to provide help for the team. Sick. And I assume he and he vamped a whole lot. I assume for a while. <laughs> Uh, I was looking up the Winx Club because I don't know shit about Winx Club. Are any of these characters the same? Ben, Mal, Sky, Brandon, Timmy, Riven, and Stella. Sky, Brandon, Timmy, Riven, Stella. Yeah, those are those are all the Winx Club. Holy shit! What is this? I've never even seen this. Seen what? Winx Club. You don't know about Winx Club? No. Winx Club. They were like fairies. I don't really know much about it. I. 
I don't think that they're related to the Sky Dancer toys, but in my brain, they are the Sky Dancer toys. I guess I was 14 when this came out. I was definitely too old for it and uh, a boy, so it wasn't for me, but... I had two sisters, so I'm, but I guess they just... Winx Club was not on their radar, I guess. There was a Winx Club, like, live-action Netflix edgy show a couple years back. What? Really? Yeah. Ugh. Wild. Okay, well, it's <laughs> successful dive to the wiki. Yeah, 208 episodes. Whoa. The original, okay. not the Netflix show. <laughs> That's a lot, though. Okay. Yeah, it ran from... 2004 to 2009 and then again from 2011 to 2019 jesus i've never even heard of it till right now i don't think unless i've just completely memory hold that (laughs) yeah i i don't really know much of anything about it i they're they're fairies that's the only thing i know all right well and now i know everything about it uh i think the last thing that we need to learn about teren is uh his love interests Oh, yeah, we should. Uh, Terran first met Bloom in Gardenia when she tried to come to help both him and Stella fight against Knut, or maybe Nut. He had Newt? first shown to be fond of her, oblivious to the fact that she started to develop a crush on him at first when she first asked him to dance with her, then became protective for her well-being when she was attacked by the tricks. I assume that's also Wink's Club, but it does make me think of a silly rabbit. It would, it would appear to be for kids. He tried to deny such claims from his friends who knew the obvious between them, until he admitted to having feelings for Bloom, but also started the same for Flora and afraid of hurting the two of them. However, unknown to him at the time during his recovery, they decided to share him, and later confessed to each other's feelings. Oh, Robert Jordan wrote this. So that's the section for Bloom, and then we have the section for Flora. Uh, blank. Blank. I think we know where this author's <laughs> uh, loyalties lie. Yeah, but no. This is just a wheel. This is this is wheel of time now. They're sharing him. Okay, that's nice. I love that at the start of this article it says spoiler warning. Plot details follow, and then you can click skip section, uh, and it doesn't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) What what section am I skipping to? What am I doing here? I'm like, well, don't spoil it. I haven't played it yet. Yeah, I. It hasn't come out in America yet. Come on, please don't spoil it. Oh, Kefka's in this. That's good. Oh. Uh, I think I think that's our dive to the wiki for the week. Yeah. Do we do anything else? This is Wish Us Duck. This is Wish Us Duck. I think I've got something here. Uh, I think I have one of Mog's quotes that would be good. Okay. Let me find it. Um, well, we could say, Nap time's over. Help us out, won't you, Kupo? Or, I'm exhausted, Kupo. I can't fight anymore. <laughs> trying to think which is which is the harder words to say for donald uh any of them for me <laughs> uh what was the second one it was i'm exhausted koopo i can't fight anymore i'll, I'll take a shot at that I'm exhausted, koopo. that's good yeah you've really gotten good at it thank you uh but i'm, I'm you know here let's see what i do That was that was not bad. This is by probably my best one, but still a little frightening, I think. <laughs> well, it's Donald voice. It's never gonna be good. Right. It's Donald. <laughs> the goal is a horrible voice. <laughs> best yeah. case scenario, it sounds like Donald Duck. <laughs> uh yeah, but hopefully there's some hot guitar going on. Oh, we haven't even we haven't even tried doing it while playing guitar. Oh, I could I could well 
I don't really play hot guitar. <laughs> I can play some guitar. I don't think acoustic guitar can be hot guitar. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I think that I think that when they say that, they mean that Donald Duck is shredding on an electric guitar. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's got that one Prince guitar and he's going to town. <laughs> or maybe it's a hot guitar because he is setting it on fire like Jimi Hendrix. Oh, shit. Yeah. He, or he just plays it so hard it bursts into flame. <laughs> he, Which, he, lest we forget, he also does with a piano. Very important true, to remember. Because he, he can, that's how he casts uh, Zeta Flare or whatever. <laughs> oh, you know about that, do you? People talk about that it's a, a big lot. Meme. It's a big meme. It's a big meme. It's a big meme. Yeah, I know about that. Well, I actually don't know very much about Kingdom Hearts 3. I didn't say that, but I, I, that's the game I know the least about. Oh, thank so God. I didn't ask because yeah. I was afraid to know the answer. I'm assuming you did not know that Ventus would be here. No, I think, like, I, I'm aware that he's going to show up in 3, but, like, I would probably kind of guess that anyway based on, like, Birth by Sleep and the other fragmentary passage and stuff. Yeah, Recoded and, and Dream Drop Distance really set that up, but I don't think anything set up the fact that he would be here. I played the first 10 minutes of Kingdom Hearts 3, like, a long time ago, uh-huh. uh, but that didn't really teach me anything. Nothing happens in the first 10 minutes of Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, I don't even remember what happens in the first 10 minutes. The o- uh, I, Yeah, the only other thing I know is that you spend a really long time uh, sailing a boat with Jack Sparrow, but I don't know anything that you do while you're doing that. Yeah, a lot of so. people say that's one of the best worlds in the history of Kingdom Hearts. I'm not one of those people, but... Yeah. Oh, God, I want to talk about Kingdom Hearts that... 3, but we'll get there soon. That's all I know, though. That's it. Okay, so. <laughs> that's good. Uh, folks, you can find us on co-host at Sounds About Light. I'm on co-host at Positive Stress, and you can listen to my other podcast, Doctor Huh?, where we have just done a super special bonus episode i mean it's not a bonus episode it's a regular episode but we watched the doctor who tv movie from 1996 it's exciting i need to i need to catch up i i've been shirking my doctor who these my doctor who doctor hoodies. <laughs> that's what they call the fandom <laughs> yeah hoodies in the i was gonna make a hoodie in the blowfish joke but i have nothing else so never mind we'll we'll workshop it yeah next time uh you can also listen to a podcast called zero to zero that i was on about superhero movies and also the show who wants to be a superhero and try to leave they keep pulling you back in yeah maybe uh maybe me taking a short break from sounds about light might uh mean something who knows who knows who could say um you can find me on co-host at achilles Healy's. you can blue sky i think at achilles Healy's as well i don't know you'll find me um I'm not. I haven't done anything else recently. I th- I will be at an episode of the F Plus uh, soon. Who knows when that'll get, be released? But <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll be out there. Uh oh, there was. I think since our last episode, there was an extra credit that I was on on Villains Wiki. Ooh, shit! I need to listen to that. I uh, I love a good wiki. So we do love a good wiki, obviously. famously, and we love an yeah. evil wiki. An evil wiki. Actually, or- uh, that that had a a real uh, intersection between two of my favorite types of wikis, as we did spend a little bit of time, if I remember correctly, on villains fan and wiki. That's good. Fan and wikis are the real. Uh, those are the real wikis, right? Fan and wikis is just a bunch of twelve year olds hanging out. Yeah, it's great. Check out the extra credit uh, and F plus episodes on Super Nanny Fan and Wiki if you want to completely oh scramble God. your brain. It's the best website. I haven't listened to, to those w- in a while. I should go back and and fuck myself yeah. up again. You know, famously Wikipedia was my favorite website for a long time, but it's Super <laughs> Nanny Fan and now. Uh, anything else? We're hosted on NoiseSpace.xyz, where you can listen to other podcasts like The Sonic Hustle, formerly The Sonic Shuffle, Special Grade Snacks about Jujutsu Kaisen. 
what else? Uh, Pot of Greed about Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Check them out. Yeah. And have fun. Most importantly, have fun. Have fun out there. Have a good time. Yeah. Good hustle out there. Good hustle. Good hustle. Um, good job fighting darkness in the data space. I think we've talked about how Chirithi could be a better dad, and I think that Chirithi would be about 500% better as a dad if Chirithi would say good hustle when Dennis comes back from a mission. Yeah, good hustle sport. Good hustle sport. Probably try to grow. probably try to grow a little mustache, too. Here, have a Capri Sun of Light. <laughs> a sunny delight. Ah. Little palpu fruit slices. <laughs> so you and the rest of your soccer team will stay together forever. That's right. Well, I think that does it for us this week. Like we say at the end of every episode, Bye. Bye. Welcome. You're number three. I'm Skuld. Nice to meet you. Oh, uh, thanks. You too. So, Masarava talked to you too, huh? Yeah, she said I should come here when everything was over, and that I was one of the five. I got the same speech. I'm Ephemer, by the way. I'm Ventus. Call me Ven.